What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today I want to talk about the extensive and very special uh, underground bases that is, are reported by Emery Smith, who firsthand worked in these locations and has firsthand knowledge of what they can do. Now these... These bases that he worked in were high-tech, using alien technology, technology that we don't have available to us here up on the surface. So Emery Smith, if you're not familiar with him, he uh, is a whistleblower. He used to work for uh, the government. He used to work for Sandia Labs, as well as um, within the U.S. Air Force, um, and has been has a long history of assignments in highly classified deep black covert operations. So he worked at Sandy and Los Alamos National Facilities. Um, and then it led him to lab work. And he's he's worked with over 3,000 tissue samples of extraterrestrials. And he's worked in deep military, deep underground military bases, also known as DUMS, um, and worked in many of them. So what's interesting is in his interview that he did with uh, Randy Kramer, and um, and he also has done some interviews with uh, David Wilcock. He talks about his experiences in these underground labs and what kind of high technology they have. So what's amazing is, is he talks about the fact that not only did he work with high technology down there, but he also worked with other aliens and alien species down there. And I'll get into the alien species um, maybe a little bit later on, but or maybe in another podcast, but today I'll talk to you a little bit about these, um, the design of these deep underground military bases. So they're designed to support life. They're designed to support human life as well as alien life. So if an alien species comes, they have to have rooms that they can, they can live in for a short time. So these rooms are highly developed for a multitude of different species. Meaning if you go into one of these rooms, Emory states that they are in a very round pattern. There's no hard, rough edges. Um, and in the middle of the room, anything that you can think of will come out of them. Whether you need a bed, whether you need the room to be a surgery room, whether you need the room to be a relaxation room, um, whether you need to eat, anything that you can think of will come out of the walls and the floors almost like magic. So when you walk into these rooms, you can have a television come out of the wall. You can have a bed, which will also either come out of the wall or the floor. Like it's built in. You just merely have to uh, think it and it will come out. So what's interesting is if you require 
some sort of, if this alien species required some sort of either oxygen or, uh, or nitrogen or a different gaseous chemical to survive in, what you can do is create a, a vacuum sealed um, containment unit that you can lay in and sleep in that will pump in for various gases that you can you can use to survive so if it, species from another planet comes and needs that it's available what's also fascinating is he talked about not just the rooms but also the cafeteria and how that works and that's really amazing i'll get in that to a second one other thing about the rooms is he states that they did not have connection to the outside world okay so they did have access to the web they did have access to television but they did not have access to make a phone call or take pictures or anything like that all their phones were taken before they were able to come in and they're always examined before they go out and things like that but these rooms really served multi-purposes so like i said you know if they needed it for surgery it, surgery uh, equipment could come down and out immediately but you would never see it unless it was needed so these these rooms are really multi-purpose and fascinating now when we go into the cafeteria Emery stated that this cafeteria was unlike anything you could ever think of okay they did have a cafeteria line where you would obtain the vast majority of your meal okay and you could order anything you wanted okay now what's really fascinating about this is it's not just anything you want but these meals that you order are the most delicious meals you'll ever taste not only that but they're created with a 3d printer that eliminates all chemicals and all fats that may be harmful to their workers so that their workers are healthy and they can work longer and they can stay alive longer in these projects because they want to keep them secret right so they want to take care of these employees so the food that these 3d printers process is the most nutrient dense food you can you can imagine and it's nutrient dense to keep you awake to keep you alert to keep you focused but also to allow you to sleep and have a deep sleep so that you can rest and recover the next day emory stated that they would sometimes sleep over if needed during a lockdown for example if there was an explosion in part of the lab because they were working with gases and they're working with chemicals and they're working with aircraft and aliens and all kinds of things that there would be explosions sometimes and they would have to lock down portions of the lab that he might be working in and he'd have to stay over um, and he said sometimes it would be a few days sometimes they'd have to stay over for a week depending on how bad the situation was so nonetheless not all very few times would he ever know why the base would be locked down but he would get a notification through their ear unit that there was a lockdown and that they would let them know when it was safe to leave and they could they could go back home so let's get back to the cafeteria for a moment so he states that when they sat down with their food that any condiment any utensil that they needed for silverware any napkins would come straight from the table itself that you would put your hand on this table and the table was similar to like a plexiglass uh, except a little bit more shiny and a little bit more developed and that it was it was transparent and when you put your hand on it that a software would come up almost like a touch screen right like we have on our phones and tablets and all kinds of things we already have this stuff but he stated that when he put his hand on it that you if you turned it a certain way it would give you 
a, a fork or a knife or a spoon directly from the table, almost as if it was being created. And then if you turned your hand another way, it would give you ketchup, barbecue sauce, uh, mustard, and it, it would come straight through the table as well. If you needed a drink, same kind of scenario. It would come straight through the table. He said he couldn't understand the technology. He said it, you know, it wasn't part of his job, but he said it, it just seemed to be like magic, you know, and if you were there, it would be like magic. I mean, that's pretty cool. And I mean, you know, a lot of times when we do these podcasts and we talk about sci-fi stuff, we don't talk about cafeterias, but this is really interesting because, because not only is it cool to have your condiments come out of your table, but how cool is it to have food that's printed that's not not only super nutritious, but also delicious. It's hard to get that combination. You can have something that's delicious, but it's not necessarily nutritious for your body, right? I could eat a, a nice tiramisu, but that doesn't mean it's going to be healthy for me. But imagining ordering a tiramisu, 3D printed, perfectly mapped out for your genome and perfectly mapped out for your health. I mean, that would be amazing. And the technology exists. It's just not available for all of us on the surface. It's available for those that work in these deep underground military bases. Now, what's also fascinating is he talked about working with tall whites while he was in uh, in the laboratory, either working on an autopsy, trying to find, find out why someone died. And he also worked with um, some other entities as well uh, that I'll get into. I kind of want to save it for for a, a separate podcast because it's, it's so cool, so interesting. I, I, I might want to save it, but what's interesting is he stated that when he was working in these labs that you had to control your thought process and the government taught you how to do that, how to, you know, keep yourself honest, keep yourself true, don't hold things back because that eliminates the trust in between us and any alien species that we work with in the lab. So in this one particular instance, he was working with two tall white uh, aliens who were about eight feet tall, and he stated that they were working on one of their kind, and he was brought in to do some tissue samples and things like that. And what he found out was that this alien who had died, uh, it happened from from a war underneath like suspicious, um, you know, reasons. It wasn't, it wasn't that it died from natural occurrences. It died from, from some, some weapon of some sort. And they were trying to figure out what kind of weapon it was. And Emery stated once, once they figured out what kind of weapon it was and who, who was, who was responsible, these tall whites had this look on their face of, of sadness and of depression and, and um, he could tell, he could tell, you know, which one was male, which one was female, how they were feeling just by looking at their face, which we can do as humans as well. But they, you know, they also transferred it to him through telepathy and through thought. So it's really fascinating because, you know, I'm always fascinated, fascinated by telepathy. And I think that as a human species, we'll get there eventually. Um, and it is the, the language of the universe. So we, we need to get there. But what's fascinating is, is that he was able to communicate with them just through thought and they were, they were able to do the same thing and work together, um, gathering information about this unfortunate event with this alien. So he's continued to work with multiple different, uh, species, uh, in this, in this, uh, underground laboratory, 
Um, he said he's collected 3,000 different samples. Um, so that's really fascinating too. But what's interesting is, is that each level to these underground military bases are only accessible to the aliens that need to be on that level. And why that is, is kind of, kind of interesting actually. One, you would think, of course, you know, kind of like it's, it's information that's only required information for each species, right? So like if you have a tall white, this level is only going to be for tall whites because it's information that's specific to them only they need to know. And maybe the level below that would be for the grays and it's for information that only they need to know. But what's interesting is the further and further down, down you go, he stated the more spiritual these levels become. So in the upper levels, they're working on biology experiments, DNA experiments, and, you know, hybridization experiments. Maybe they're doing autopsies on their own kind, trying to figure out why they, why they passed and, you know, gather information. But what's interesting is he stated the further and further down you go, the different species that they have are more interested in spiritual information, spiritual problems to solve so that we can advance spiritually and advance with ascension um, into the next dimension. And what's interesting is each level is created for those specific species. Why? The second reason is even more important, more interesting, because each species needs a certain space to be able to maneuver around in. He stated that different species have either larger heads, larger bodies, wider bodies, and they need to be able to need to have enough space to maneuver around in so that they can do the jobs and tasks that they need to do. So isn't that interesting? Because we're so focused on, you know, grays, tall whites, and kind of like other humanoid species that are similar to us in body frame, but we don't think about the other creatures that might require a larger body style, body frame. So I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint and then I'm going to do another podcast questioning why we have, why this species exists. Amory Smith stated that on one of the lower levels of these deep underground military bases was a species that worked on historical and spiritual ideations and problems specifically. And that this species was a, was what was called a problem solver species. Their entire species was dedicated to solving problems, either historical problems, you know, some sort of issues with history or spiritual ascension problems. And Emery was not always privy to the, to why or what exactly they were working on, but he knew and he was told that they were problem solvers and these were the, the particulars that they were working on. So I'm going to do another podcast to talk about this because their bodies are unlike any other body that you've ever heard of before. And then we can talk a little bit about the spiritual and historical um, problems that they might be working on. So I'm going to leave it here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you tune into the next one because it's going to be good. And uh, I hope you guys are taking care of yourself spiritually, phys physically, and emotionally, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, getting a little bit of exercise out there if you can. And continuing to to uh, 
question the universe out there. I mean, it's a huge universe and we got lots of questions and it seems like the more we dig, the more questions we have. So until next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.